Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. Yeah. I'm Marcus Parks. And I'm Jackie Zabrowski, and it is neither I nor Marcus's birthday today. Not even close. For some reason, I woke up with two songs in my head. I woke up with that happy birthday song in my head, mm. and I also woke up with um, What If God Was One Of Us <laughs> stuck in my head. And I've been singing both all day long, and it's put me in a very weird place. But when I came in here and I was singing everything that I wanted to sing to the happy birthday, like, hey there, Marcus, <laughs> let's record now. It, you know, it's like the most annoying thing to do in the world is to do that. Mm. So Marcus decided to do some research, and he found where that song came from and put me at ease. Yeah, it's a Disney song. I don't know what Disney's because it's like <laughs> researching the videos. It didn't give any explanation of what it's from. I don't know why it's in my head. I don't know. It's in an old song. I'm thinking maybe my niece watches a lot of Disney, so maybe it's from her. But I feel like this is something that has been in my brain since like 1994. It sounds very mid 90s. Yeah. So if anyone doubt. out there remembers that song, just look up Disney Happy Birthday Birthday to you. Yeah. <laughs> and just let me know of if you remember seeing it or. Just, I gotta, I mean, thank God at least I know it's a Disney song now because I thought for a second, I'm like, this is just, this came out of my brain. Yeah. I should record this. <laughs> I should get this out there to the people. See, and while what, the only thing that's been on your, uh, your mind today would be birthday, which would be life. The only thing that's been on my mind today is death. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of what, Why just, is that, Marcus? <laughs> I don't know. It's like you just kind of, every once in a while, uh, something will happen. That will just start a start to get you to think about like mortality and death and and things like that, and it's just kind of been one of those days uh, where that shit just kind of gets stuck in your head. And uh, I mean, we're not old, but you know, we're getting to the point of. I mean, we're still both very young, uh, but we're also both getting to the point where you start feeling that a little bit more. And yeah. You start feeling uh, mortality, and you start feeling it very strongly, and. It's hard to figure out what to do with those feelings and hard to figure out what you should actually think about and what you shouldn't. Like, I don't ever really think about dying from lung cancer or getting lung cancer, even though I smoke like half a pack of cigarettes a day. But when something like very immediate happens, that's right in front of you, that's very uh, tangible, uh, then that can fuck you up in ways that you weren't really prepared for 
And yet, in the same vein, like I said to Marcus, that when those things happen to you, I believe that if you have like a near death experience or if you, you know something happens and you're like, oh my god, like that could have just ended, that could have been it, that's mm-hmm. it. But if you stew on that, if you think about that, and it rests in your brain the way it is resting in Marcus's brain today, I feel like you um, miss out on other things. And it's like, that's something that, like, yeah, I know, like, this, you know, is happening to you today. I know that you're not going to be stewing on this for the next, like, three months. Some people do. Yeah. And and then it's like, okay, then why are you not living life? Like, you're so upset that you almost died. It's like, well, then you may as well fucking died. Because you're just, like, up in your head and you're not paying attention to anything. You're not living life. I mean, I am definitely savoring the uh, taste of this lime Haritos quite a bit more than I usually do. It is lime green, (laughs) that drink that you're drinking. It is made Hecho in Mexico. Ugh. 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 God, your accent just, oh, just like grated in the back of my fucking throat. Hecho in Mexico? Stop it. Ugh. You know, it's like when you bite down on aluminum foil. Yeah. It's what we call a, a good old... Texas Mexican yeah. accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. racist. <laughs> Good old racist accent. You know, really, really, you know, it's like you might as well have said it like speeding in Gonzales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and speaking of which, yeah, I have been I've been thinking about Texas a lot uh recently as well. I was thinking about Texas a lot last night for some reason. Thinking about Abilene, Texas a lot. Uh which is if you don't know, it's a town of about a hundred thousand, hundred and twenty thousand people. Uh, kind of in north central west Texas, and yes, that is a place that exists, north central west. Hi. Well, it's a big place. <laughs> it's a know? big. It should be four states. <laughs> it really should be four states. Uh, but it is one of the strangest places that I've ever been in my life. And for some reason, last night I started thinking about all of the odd, weird things. Like it's it's definitely the most unattractive town I've ever been to in my life. What did you do there? Did you live there? I grew up an hour north of there. Okay. And it was a strange place, like a lot of meth heads, alcoholics, a lot of weird places all around. I don't know. Maybe this isn't a, maybe I shouldn't even be bringing this up right now. No, it's fine. Uh, well, actually, it kind of, it just kind of makes me think of, this is another thing maybe I shouldn't be bringing up right now, is that I've been watching a lot of Long Island Medium lately. Of course. And... Part of which, it's like, it has made me think about, not that I'm saying I completely believe in her and all these things, but like, when you are kept up at night for a reason of something that you're stewing on, but like, not about something of the day, something like random like that, something that there's no reason that you were thinking about that specifically. No, and it kept me up last night. But why? What was out there <laughs> trying to tell you, like, did something happen there? Is someone trying to reach out to you to make you think about Abilene, Texas? There was a reason why you were thinking about it last night. Yeah. And I've got, I've still got, like, a, a lot of my, uh, the people that I grew up with live there. Like that Anyone was, that died? I think Wes and Nixon and Julie are still alive. Hmm. I hope. Interesting. They're all good people. Hmm. I'm just thinking about life. Call, <laughs> I'm going to call. I have to get on the phone right now. But that's part of the, like a near-death experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's also, weirdly enough, the same week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. These are the things that we have to think about. <laughs> I I also, unfortunately, read this thing about like the seven things, the top seven things that people regret 
on their deathbed. Mm. And of course, the number one thing is not being in contact with people enough. Why do you have to wait till you're on your deathbed? I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I don't fucking talk to anybody except my mother. I don't talk to my sister. <laughs> I don't talk to my father. I don't talk to fucking anybody else. I only talk to my mother. It's like, they're going to die. Yeah. And I'm not going to have talked to them at all. Yeah. No. Think about it. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a very emotional time for me. Yeah? Why? Yeah. Because I love being swollen with emotion. Yeah. Because I feel like most of my year, the only emotion I get swollen with is anger. <laughs> swollen sounds like I'm talking about my clit, and that is not what I am referring to. Um, I, that does get, I guess, swollen. I mean, along with emotion, you know, yes. it has to, I mean, <laughs> logic dictates that yes. when one thing is swollen, other things become swollen Swollen. Swollen. It's all very swollen. <laughs> but what I'm trying is that, like, I like, you know, it's like why I was crying about Bat Kid yesterday on page seven. Mm. I feel like it is... Being swollen with positive emotions is something that the holidays are about. And I understand a lot of people don't like the holidays. A lot of people shun the holidays. I have my own things with the holidays. But Thanksgiving, I will always love. Yeah. I love I love looking someone in the eye and saying, thank you, Marcus, for being my friend. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. And I'm going to cry. I cry every Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's also because I'm very drunk. But well. I also, I just like, I always cry. In a good way. Yeah. I don't ever. Really? Yeah. Have you ever really told other people what you were thankful for? No, I actually mm. haven't. Yeah, Thanksgiving was always a weird time growing up. Like, it wasn't not really a weird time. We just all got together at uh, my grandparents' house every Thanksgiving and just kind of hung out for an afternoon uh, and then went home. And, but, and it was also, I mean, it wasn't like that I saw people that I hadn't seen very often because all of my family lives pretty close, close to together. each other. Even though there's, you know, my mom has four uh, siblings, uh, but and they all have, like, I have 13 cousins on one side and one cousin on the other side. But I still saw those people with fair regularity. Uh, and it was always a, definitely a family thing. Like, I didn't have the experience of Thanksgiving friendsgiving. with friends. Yeah, Friendsgiving. Did, I didn't have that experience until I moved up here to New York City. You know, I think that that is what actually growing up, I always hated Thanksgiving. Also on top of that, because like I am uncomfortable in showing emotion in front of my family. Yeah. I, I, we live in a very, so am I. I can't, even like the anger that I show when I'm not at home, I am not able to do that in my house. Everything is, I keep everything under wraps, even love, like all of it, I keep it under wraps. Mm-hmm. And so ever since, also me, like ever since we went to college and I met, Murder Fist, and I met a bunch of comedians, and then we would get together on Thanksgiving. And weirdly enough, comedians that are like the most callous, hard to get <laughs> through to emotionally people, and they, they made it a thing that every Thanksgiving everyone gets together and we go around in a circle and tell each other what we're thankful for and why we are thankful that we had met each other. Yeah, and it's so weird because we are not like that. As friends at all. Not at all. But it it's it has completely shattered me in how I feel about Thanksgiving. Because I need that. Yeah. I need to be able to like emote and feel like I'm not gonna be attacked. Yeah. Which is what it happens in my household. Because <laughs> I can't bear any kind of soul or heart or anything because I just gotta stay hard. Cause that's not me, Ma. <laughs> 
That's why I think I hate Christmas now because it's like if I could just spend Christmas with my chosen family at this point, which is not true because it's like I talk to Henry about this often where it's like, but there's going to be a time when we don't have them yeah. anymore. And that's, so me throwing a fit like I did a month ago, I was like, mom, I don't want to go home. As if I was 13 years old. <laughs> I said, I didn't want to come home for Christmas. And what did she do? She bought me and dug tickets home anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but now I'm happy about it. Because one day, Henry and I are going to spend every Christmas on a cruise. That's what we decided. We're never going to be on land for Christmas ever again after our parents pass away. And so, I just got to... It's ups and downs, man. Yeah, ups and downs. See, I don't... I don't uh, but I have had a hard time myself bearing my emotions to family uh, for a very different reason. Uh, is And this is also like a failing of mine. Uh, is seeing as, like, I don't know if this is just the environment I was raised in. And this wasn't beaten into me at all. It wasn't, this wasn't something that I was told or that I even really learned. It's just I started to think of, uh, like, bearing emotions as weak. Uh, yeah. As kind of a, a weak thing. That's a southern attribute, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess it is, even though, I mean, man, me and my friends growing up just had no problem whatsoever telling each other, like, how much we loved each other and how much we wanted to, uh, you know, like, just wanted to be friends forever. And uh, it was a very much like that's something that you share with your friends. But with your family, it's kind of different for some reason. I have no idea why. Because I didn't want, like, I always wanted to exude uh, a sense of control to my family. It's like, I'm, I, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Because I've always thought of myself as the weakest one in the family. Uh, that I was the one that was always about to fall apart at any moment. And, I, and my two brothers have their shit together so well. My parents have their shit together so well uh, that if I was the one that said anything that maybe something wasn't okay that wasn't because my brother for years didn't even know that I was going through all the shit that I was going through the stuff that I talk about on here so freely to you know thousands of strangers people that I have never met and will never meet my entire life I can talk about this freely uh but when it comes to like my brothers for some reason and it's through no fault of theirs it's not like they've ever made me feel uncomfortable or they don't want to hear it or they are like, you know, callous people. They're not. They're very loving, kind people. Uh, but for some reason, it's always been so hard for me to bear my emotions to them because I don't want to be seen as uh, weak at all. I think that's what's so interesting. And I think that that is plays into why people don't what people don't like about the holidays is having to go back to putting up the front that you need your family or otherwise like close loved ones that are not like your friends, friends Mm -hmm. to view you as like cousins and things like that. You know, like you have to put on this mask and be like, this is me. Remember Mm -hmm. me? This is me. (laughs) Even though it's not you because, and I'm not saying that in all families. I feel like some families are completely fine with being completely themselves, which is wonderful. I wish I knew how to do that. Yeah. But exactly like you said, like, so what happens in this generation? It's like, my parents are very loving. Mm-hmm. They're very honest people with their emotions. So why do I do this? There's no reason for it. I just, I, I think it's also just another form of being seen as weak, yeah. just in a different way. Where I'm just like... I don't need it. 
I don't need your affection. I am fine by myself. Thank you very much. And I've always pushed them away when it comes to that stuff. And they always have the joke, which like, that's part of it is that Jackie doesn't like being touched because I don't like being touched. Mm. And there's no reason I've been, I was hugged my entire life. I was given all of this. Like that's, but I still am not a big toucher. So they like to exploit that (laughs) around the holidays, which you know, and it's like reverting back to childhood, which we say every time you go home to your parents, you oh, know. God. But it, I, why? Why? <laughs> no why? reason for it. I think part of my big thing is that one of the big whys is that I never want my family to have to worry about me. I never want them to, like, I want to be easy. Just uh, somebody that's like, okay, we don't have to worry about Because I think that, like, growing up, that's how people always treated me. People always treated me like, okay, Marcus, he's good. Like he can he can figure it out on his own. He can be fine by himself. We don't have to worry about him. Uh, so I guess I I caught on to that and I held on to that throughout the years of being the guy that or the the part of the the one person in the family that you just don't really have to worry about. That is smart enough to figure shit out on his own. And smart enough. I'm not. Yeah. I never really have been. Like I'm. I've never been, you know, I, I have, uh, I mean, I have learned the skills of like being able to figure things out on my own and I like figuring things out on my own and I do kind of enjoy a solitary, uh, like somewhat of a solitary existence. It, that's a problem. Like it's definitely like there are good things and bad things about it is that I, on one hand, like I can have a, like a creative problem solving mind that works in my advantage. Uh, but that also takes a solitary kind of existence sometimes, which tends to result in me pushing away people around me and needing to be alone, maybe a little too much uh, to the point where it can get selfish. Um, So that is a big part of going back to family is not being able to be around people for very long and not wanting to worry them because uh, it, it feels like if I'm around people long enough, then they will start to see the cracks and they will start to see some of the shit that is wrong with me and some of the shit that does uh, bother me and that is having a negative effect on my life. If I'm around them for too long, then they'll start to see that. So if people aren't around me for very long, then they won't see the shit that is wrong with me. Uh, and that's very unhealthy. Yes. It's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a very bad thing. Uh, it's a very bad thing to do, you know. It's like because I'm very, I'm a very friendly guy, and and I'm I'm very, I'm able to get to know people on a very superficial type level. Like being able to uh, divulge like just certain parts of myself, and, and it's it's weird. I um I got into a conversation with you know my girlfriend a couple of days ago and talking about how I talk to people. And a lot of times like I kind of realize like when I talk to people, it's like I'm interviewing them. It's like, I'll say something about like they'll talk, but it's more about me trying to listen and trying to focus on someone. Like if they'll say something back to me, I'll say it back to them in like a slightly different way to get them to continue talking. Uh, and it's also a deflection method so that you don't have to talk about yourself at all. Yeah. Cause I used to talk about myself too much and I'd still to this point I still think that I talk about myself too much because uh, I have also have a problem with self being self-absorbed 
uh, and that also comes from being left alone so much. If you're living in your own little world, then you are the world. And being self-absorbed, I mean, it is also that is also a condition of our generation. The uh, self-absorbed, how self-absorbed our generation really is. Um, but it's all shit that I got to get over, and all shit that I have to work on. Uh, I know I'm kind of all over the place today, but it's like I said at the beginning of the program. It's like I'm kind of in a all over the place type yeah. mood. There's a lot of room for. Uh, Reflection here, but also inward reflection can be very unhealthy for me, uh, and I need to not do it so much. Today, it's, it's an extremely unhealthy thing. Self-absorption. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're, I just, mean, you're just looking at me like, and like you're just looking at me and like shaking your head, like, <laughs> why? Why no, are you doing? Why are you doing that? What? What? he went on the self-absorption thing? I was, I was just talking about this the other day, where I was talking about. Um, you know, my mom's always pressing me about having children. It's like, I'm not going to have children until I can wake up and think about something other than myself and how the yeah. things I have to do today and all the things and me, me. It's like, I can't even have a plant. <laughs> I can't get a dog. I can't have, I can't take care of anything. It's, I can barely take care of myself. And so it's like it actually admitting that where it's like as other generations, like you're forced to not be self-absorbed, you have you have responsibilities, and there are things, and like our generation, we just push it off, push it off, because it's like, but but me, like it's four, <laughs> I want to have a tequila shot, I'm gonna have a tequila shot because no one's gonna fucking stop me, because I can do whatever I want to do, but that's why it's like that's why I'm not having children, mom. You want me to be a drunk? I'm going to smoke through the pregnancy. What do you want from me? <laughs> like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to be. And my mom's like, well, if it will just happen. You know, like, she's like, the reason why your generation is, is thinks about themselves is because you're not forced to. But he, And I'm like, so you're saying I should just pull the goalie. I should just get knocked up and see what happens and hope for the best. It's like yeah. a lot of people do that and they fail. Yeah. A lot of people do do well with that. I don't think that I'm one of those people. Because I'm especially in the field that we're in, it's something that I would regret not doing what I'm doing right now. And I, and I think that's like, of course, that goes hand in hand with having to see your family and the holidays and things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I think my parents want us to do that. Just pull the goalie and see what happens. Just see what happens. Because yeah, I think that's kind of what they did. That's I uh, think that's what you did. That is definitely what you did. And I'd they were very young. They were like 20 and, tw- 20 and 19 or 21 and 19, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, and they just pulled. And then they pulled the goalie like three times. It's like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's. It's time for kids. And it, and it worked out great for them. Uh, but that was also 1977. It's different. I mean, it's even the same thing with like even just getting married where I'm like, we don't have the money to do that. We barely make our bills every month. And she's like, yeah, but just do it. No one ever has the money for it. Just do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? What, you want me to get credit cards for this? And yeah. to have a baby, too? It's like, that's expensive. Why aren't you seeing this? Why am I being the rational one here? Yeah. And my mom told me, I'm not being rational. I'm just being scared. What? <laughs> I, yes, but you're, I am you're, scared. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm We're, fine with being scared. I don't know. Right? I just don't get that. I don't I don't get why 
people are like it's weird that disconnect that the older generation has well my mom is 64 you know oh, it's like God, that's yeah. that's the difference yeah it, there's a huge difference it's like that is almost a 40 year difference yeah my parents are in their mid mid no late 50s now yeah uh, so it's just about pretty much the same generation uh, and I don't I don't get how they don't uh, see how hard it is now you know and how like just seriously how fucked up it is to raise a child right now I, I would be I mean hell I'm just terrified for my nieces my uh, niece and my nephews yeah, uh, my nieces have, and nephews now they have strong you know guidance yeah they do they have wonderful parents and I know that I'd be able to bring a child into this society knowing that I was stronger but I'm not there yet no I'm not either <laughs> yeah, de- definitely not there yet. I mean, it's. I mean, I'd. I feel like I could be close within the next couple of years, possibly. If things, yeah, it, it, years. It, this year went by so fast. It's Thanksgiving. That is true. This year is over. Oh. Ah. We're gonna die. We're all gonna <laughs> die. It's a very. It's been a very weird week i don't know it's been a real weird week we we both i, I apologize i'm this sorry we almost a, didn't record today yeah we <laughs> al- yeah we almost didn't record today because we just got in and we just kind of sat here and stared at each other for a while and then we listened to the happy birthday song a few times and then we looked at pictures of dogs underwater for a while which did help that helped a Man, lot if you were ever sad or thinking about like why is this the world we live in look up dogs underwater and yeah. You know, it just changes your perspective of things. I mean, and I have had a very odd week of revelations and weird stuff about just kind of the world. Like, the way I'm thinking about shit is kind of, I feel like like it's kind of, I'm reading this book right now called God of the Rodeo. Uh, that's about this maximum security prison in Louisiana. Gotta read something happier. Angola. <laughs> Gotta read something happier than that. Well, it's kind of, I mean, there are some stories of redemption in it. Uh, and that's kind of what the book is about is like how to fi- how men find redemption in life sentences like people in these guys. The prison is almost all lifers and they have a rodeo every year, uh, an inmate rodeo at this uh, penitentiary. Uh, and some of the things that these guys are saying about like one of the, the thing that a guy said that I when I was reading it uh after i got off work on saturday about 2 a.m and then went to uh one of my one of the bars that i go to it's got a backyard that i do i could kind of be solitary and just read and kind of unwind have a few beers and i was reading it and so i was already kind of in a weird mood because i had a few a couple of whiskey shots in me and a few beers and i read this line uh we live in a fallen world and i kept repeating that to myself over and over again and I kept writing it down. Like, I just wrote it over and over again. And I just kept, we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. And it made more sense to we me. We don't live in a fallen world, Marcus. Get that shit out of your head. We don't live in a fallen world. Oh, my God. You just snapped B back to reality. I, what are we talking about here? <laughs> no, everything is fine. We are fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's god! Where, and that's where my mind's been the last few days. You gotta read, man. It's just like, like read the started, Joy Luck Club. Then, <laughs> that's a happy book. It's not happy. Don't read the Joy Luck Club. And then I started thinking about like the afterlife, and it's like, and how I can believe in a hell, but I can't believe in a heaven. 
Why? There's nothing after it. There's nothing. You know what happens? We're not here anymore. We don't know anything anymore. It's done. It's over. So you just gotta fucking enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Because you're not going to heaven. You're not going to hell. It's all my own personal beliefs. Yeah, yeah. But you believe what, how you believe, want to believe, and that is completely fine. I don't argue with this. In fact, I think this might be the first time I've ever actually said that aloud. Yeah, I think so. Because I don't like to talk about that stuff because I feel like you... And everyone believes that. It's everyone extremely believes private. It's a very private thing. But it's just like, at the end of the day, just fucking put a smile on your face, man. <laughs> this is it. This is what we're doing here. Yeah. And maybe I'll come back as a butterfly. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. We're not going to know until it happens. So we don't live in a fallen world. Yeah, but it was a kind of comforting thought. That we live in a fallen world or com- that you're going to go to hell? Which one? <laughs> Which one was the comforting thought there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it all, yeah. It's. I think my mood today has kind of been building for the last few days uh, and just thinking about all of this stuff and kind of obsessing over it just a little bit. Not too much, but just a little bit. And I've also been thinking about the book of Job a lot and how it's possible that humanity is just Satan's joke. I am so excited that we are spending Thanksgiving together this year, Marcus. <laughs> I am really looking forward to it. I'm not going to be talking to you about We that. live in a fallen world. It's like eating turkey. It's like, I'm just trying to cry about this. I not, love I'm, you. How do you not understand? We live in a fallen world that is only Satan's eternal joke over right, mankind. Wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong podcast. <laughs> How are you not getting this? How are you all not getting this? Oh Don't tell God. me to be quiet, Nikita. Don't tell me to be quiet. This is my house, too. Everyone, he's lost his too. mind. Someone get me out of here. We're locked in the basement. You're not going anywhere. Help me. Nobody's going anywhere. Not now. Not ever. You're going to sit here. You're going to listen to me. And... We're going to have a, a Thanksgiving to remember. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We should really record live from Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner table. We should do a fucking live, yeah, just a live Henry's podcast. Henry's going to be there, you know, yeah, might as well just. Yeah, it'll be me and Jackie and Henry and maybe Ben, and that's Thanksgiving. That's <laughs> going to be our That's going to be, it's a really weird Thanksgiving. It's going to be a really weird Thanksgiving. And this is, and we've ne- like never had people over at our house before, uh, and it's gonna be a weird it's gonna be a wonderful thanksgiving and also like you know fucking it's this is a truly weird thanksgiving like the kind of like i guess the um, the people like our friends that you know we've gathered over the years and the type of people are getting it's like you know all the people on the cave comedy radio shows that we work the most with and then like my like buddy colin who uh, I went to college with and did like the art for last podcast on the left and has a wonderful comic book uh, series called Action Man. And then uh, our buddy Logan, who was the narrator for uh, Bastion. It's like these weird like people that come together. It's going to be weird. Well, we'll get drunk. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to cry and we're going to be thankful for each other. And yes. we're going to realize that we have a lot that we care about each other, and no matter where you're spending Thanksgiving, hell, even if you're fucking by yourself, just remember, you have to remember that there is good in the world. (laughs) You have to. And that there is, it's like, there's so much shit out there, just, just think about it. Just ruminate on it. And it will get you through the rest of this fucking year. You know, it just, that's what Thanksgiving's about. And I don't mean to be a preacher about fucking Thanksgiving over here, but I really, I think if you could just believe in it, just believe, I feel like I'm, it's, um, uh, Charlie Brown, Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs>
look at her nipples are hanging out. <laughs> You've got to believe. I love it. I fucking love the holidays. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. We're all going to love each other. We live in a fallen world. We live- <laughs> okay, that'll be it. That's it for us here on Sex and the Human. Gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. If you have any uh, letters you want to send in to us, uh, send it at cavecomedyradio at, at gmail.com and we will answer them. Any queries that, that you may have. Good luck out there, guys. Good luck and have a happy Thanksgiving. It's a fallen world. Fallen world. We live in a fallen world.